Hi, welcome to American Scuttlebutt. I'm Miss V, here today with... Mr. D. Yay! And Mr. D, today we are talking about the New Deal, our solution to the Great Depression. Um, if you aren't familiar with that, you need to go study, because we're not going over it. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Um, so, Mr. D. Yes. What are you going to talk to us today about? Well, you talked about the Depression. You talked about sadness, and uh, nobody had any money, right? And it was... Uh, the economy uh, is tanked. The economy is tanked. Nobody's got time for anything. Nobody's got time to go out to eat. I mean, they have time. I mean, they got they, time. They, they got money. They have any money. <laughs> they don't have the ability, the opportunity, right, at all. Uh, but let me ask you something, Ms. V. Okay. Do you like vacation? Yes. Do you like adventure? Yes. Do you like the wilderness? It depends. Do you like nature? Sure. Do you like hiking? I love hiking. Hiking, yes. So let's take all those things. Let's add a hotel, right? Because okay. you're not going to be out there sleeping Wait, in the so woods. Wait, so not in the woods? So yeah, in the woods, in the middle of the woods, right? Um, and do you like ghosts? I love ghosts. So like ghost tours, haunted- Perfect. Haunted uh, hotels. My perfect, that's a perfect, perfect hotel. Thing. It's a haunted hotel. Right, let me add one more thing for you. Okay. Active volcanoes. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, all those are true. All those happened during the Great Depression. 1932, FDR takes over the first New Deal. He sets up all these new um, organizations and agencies in order to try and create jobs. The second New Deal in 1936 is when they come up with the WPA. Do you remember what that stands for? Works. Progress Administration? That's right. And this was a way for... Um, uh, the government to take all their funds, all their money, uh, print money, and create jobs. The idea is to create jobs in order for people to work so they had money so they could- Spend the money. Spend the money. Buy things. This is a demand uh, economy now where people are creating goods. You're going to buy those goods, and the economy is going to lift off into the stratosphere, at least until World War II. But I digress. Let's, Let's go back to the hotel. Back to the hotel. So this hotel is built in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. This is government camp Oregon, which is government land, on the top, almost top, kind of side, of Mount Hood, which is a current active volcano. If it's a current active volcano, is it not exploding onto not, the hotel? Wait, is it dormant? I, I'm not a geologist, <laughs> but, but I believe that it, it is active in the way that, like, you know, like a sleeping hibernating bear. So dormant. So That's dormant. what that means. That's what that means? Yeah. Awesome. So do, a, dor, a dormant, let's say dormant. Science kids, check us. Yeah, check that. <laughs> That's not on the EOC. But what is or could be is the jobs the WPA is going to create during the second new deal. They're gonna build a ski lodge. Currently it's called the Timberline Lodge. And that lodge uh, is 5,600 feet uh, in the air. Well, well, at least above sea level. How many stories is that? That's almost a mile. I don't no, know. No, I mean, how many stories is the hotel? The hotel? Like three? I think it's like three or four. Okay. Like three or four stories. And if you've ever seen one of my favorite horror movies, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, The Shining, have you ever seen that? I love The Shining. Right, great movie. Kubrick. Yes. Kubrick? Did I say his name You wrong? said it right. Oh, great job. <laughs> Kubrick. Uh, uh, the exterior is used in the filming of the 1980 horror film The Shining, which is a classic. Uh, it's all the exterior. You can stay there. You can go there uh, currently. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, it's in the, when I say the middle of nowhere, it, like a three-mile road out. Um, they had to clear the land, so you had to have the government pay for contractors to pave roads. You had to have government come in to knock down trees, use the trees to create this lodge, um, and to have um, uh, 
people build it. Artisans build it, skilled and unskilled labor. So this is now automatically new jobs. Jobs like this. This is one example of what the WPA did and created. Um, a, also, the FWP, the Federal Writers Project, because we can't forget uh, writers, artisans, painters, actors, all these people are going to go out of work because nobody's got money to go to the movies. The movie studios are going to go bankrupt. The government is going to fund it during this time to keep it going. Isn't that a lot of that with the PWA, which is different? And that's earlier. Okay. Right. Many of those. I know they're WPA and PWA, the kids get confused. Right. And that's the earlier New Deal uh, version. Because remember what happens is that um, the um, first New Deal gets um, overruled, basically, saying it's unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says the government can't do this. The president can't. is overstepping his powers. They, they kind of want to usurp the president's powers. Um, and so what FDR does is he goes, okay, he just cancels it, renames it, mm -hmm. and... They do it again. I mean, basically the same thing. Saying, well, if the PWA is illegal, well, now we've got the WPA. And he was hoping that he would just kind of circumvent the Supreme Court. Of course, court packing and the Supreme Court court packing, we talked about too for the EOC. Um, but this Federal Writers Project is the government funding writers who are going to go out to the construction site and write. And this is a quote I got from them, which I think is pretty interesting of the workers. It says, uh, each workman on the timberline gained proficiency in manual arts. They had no training or schooling beforehand. Uh, he was a better workman, a better citizen, progressing by infinitely slow steps to degree above him, meaning that the government is now paying for these people to become skilled workers and to become better workers than they were before. And so you would have education uh, first, um, and then they would learn slowly how to uh, become the best workers they could be. Interesting. So... As we progress, the original cost of the building is seven hundred thousand dollars. Is that in today's money or that, that money? That's not in today's money. Today's yeah. money you would times it by about seventeen times. So that's like seven like fifteen million. I don't know. I'm not doing the math exactly right. That doesn't seem like a lot of money, does it? Fifteen no, million? It, it doesn't. But no. it's okay. It's okay. Continue. Skilled workers are gonna make ninety cents an hour. Wow. Which today is probably over minimum wage. That's good. Yeah. Unskilled workers fifty five cents an hour. That's not as good. Not as good, but like like the quote said before, they can learn a skill and they can then become a better artisan, you know, in anything they do, whether it be construction or it be uh, designing uh, the, the building so itself. this is long-term goals. Long-term goals. Education, skilled, college and career, but not really college part. This is like the, the, the career part, the skilled part. Um, the rugs, old rugs that were uh, made during the old CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps, I'm going to talk about the CCC later. Glad it's, you brought them up. There you go. It's going to be brought. It's going to be made. These rugs are going to be made by blankets from the CCC, um, and that was part of the first New Deal and the, the park jobs that they created. The old railroad tracks are going to be used for iron work. Old telegraph poles that aren't needed anymore because now we got telephones are going to be used for carvings wildlife creatures. Wildlife creatures like like foxes and owls. And uh, bears, be sure, bears out in the cute. woods, all that very cute things. That's gonna be done by the federal art project again, government agencies being funded to create art in order to one make the culture better, uh, to uh, give people a employ. place to go, employ them exactly. And they're gonna use these artists to make detailed designs, carve wood uh, paintings, and uh, wildlife mosaics. Uh, and it was to keep the culture of Oregon and the natives alive in the spirit. They're going to have Native Americans who will also work on the project as well. FDR is going to visit to dedicate this on September 28, 1937 with Eleanor Roosevelt. I love Eleanor Roosevelt. Of course That's you awesome. do. Yes. They ate lunch together there as well. Yeah, 
again. Yeah, well, locally sourced produce and uh, wildlife is going to be served. Um, and one of your favorite fishes of all time. <laughs> There's only one fish There's I really like. Only one fish? I mean, I like tilapia, but it's not that. Yeah, it tilap- has to be salmon. Ha- it's salmon. There he goes. They ate salmon. Yes. And they also have, apparently, uh, in Oregon, is another thing, called, a berry called a huckleberry. Like Huckleberry Finn? Yeah, like Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> this is Huckleberry Pie is what they had as that well. That sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a good lunch. Yeah, and, and so if you wanted to go, if you'd like to go with a, a friend or something, you go, you can book a vacation right now uh, online during skiing season. Like in November, I checked this out. For two adults, $375. A night? A night, per night. That's yeah. quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, a little bit more than what it was back then. Uh, the WPA, of course, 1935, mostly unskilled men for these jobs, parks, bridges, schools in almost every city, most of them northern cities because most of the cities were in the north at the time. Uh, $4.9 billion, 7% of the whole U.S. gross domestic product, everything that we're producing is mostly just building streets, and most of those streets are going to be in the cities. The largest single project, Ms. V, do you know what the TVA stands for? The Tennessee Valley Authority. That's right. And what did that what did that bring to Tennessee? Uh, they're most known for electricity. Yes. Bringing electricity to a very, very rural area of the United States, the which, Tennessee Valley. Which is in the South. So the South yeah. wasn't as um, wasn't as developed or industrialized as, as the North was. And nowadays we know, of course, the South pretty much is. And most of the population is moving south anyway. We know this living in Florida. Um, at its peak, three million jobs are gonna be created. And many of those jobs, new jobs for new demographics in America, which would be women. And African-Americans who are going to get more jobs. So glad you brought that up. Why? Because I'm bringing it up later. Okay, hold, <laughs> hold that for later. Many of the critics say that the WPA was a hotbed for communism. Because, of course, Always. yes, because, of course, the Republicans believe that rugged individualism and the government uh, needs to be smaller, Hoover. not bigger. That's Hoover. Hoover. That's how Hoover thought, that right? That is spillover from Hoover, exactly. And the Harding administration, which, of course, Harding in the 1920s was scandalous anyway. Um, the South is going to receive 25% less funding than the North did. Uh, and unskilled laborers were seen as uh, uh, not you know, just being taught how to how to do uh, like like dig a hole, but not how to uh, uh, create uh, uh, buildings. Let's say uh, so. They were uh, there's a, a disproportionate amount of unskilled laborers versus skilled laborers. WPA was not needed during World War II because during World War II everyone went to work, and WPA finally ended in June 30th, 1943. Wow. That ends our story. That's it for the New Deal Good job. and and the I vacation spot. Thank you, Ms. V. Thank you. Yay! Up next, uh, we've got I think what comes next after that? History Crush. History Crush. Listen, History Crush is my favorite thing. Right. Um, let's go over the rules of History Crush. Rules go. Remember, you have three chances to guess who the person is from this time period. So this is going to be someone in the 1930s, right? That's the Great Depression, New Deal time period. Uh, I'm going to give you three clues. The first one's going to be more vague, and then it'll get easier as we go on. Okay. We'll see how many guesses it takes. Usually you do very well. You get this in the first round. I think you usually get it, too. Do I? Well, we're smart, so maybe. We'll see, though. You might throw a curveball. Let's see. Now, we always get this for free, right? When was the person born? This person was born in 1875. Wow. So they're like in their 50s, probably. Late 50s? Yeah. Okay. They're not young during the Great Depression. Okay. So they're seasoned. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. So, are you ready for the first clue? I'm ready for the first clue, Ms. V. This person started a school for girls in the early 1900s. I started a school. When I think of school in America, I think uh, Horace Mann. But I think he's a little earlier. That's way too early. Way too early. 
Um, I'm also thinking, let's see, I'm thinking uh, my school, school like Booker T. Washington. School for girls. For girls, though. Booker T. So Washington who would men. be interested in girls? Well, that was a weird way of putting it. Who would, <laughs> who would care about the education of young women? The, one of the first names I'm thinking of is um, a woman, where it would be a woman mm-hmm. that would care for that. And if it's girls that don't have are not equal maybe in education it might be african-american women this is true the first name i'm thinking of though is an author though so i don't know if i want to waste it i'm gonna go ahead and say you know their eyes are watching god or yes. author zora neale hurston i'm gonna say her is it zora neale hurston zora neale hurston is definitely around in this time and is yes. in fact i think she was employed by the wpa right part of our florida frou-frou but no it's, it's not, not her oh no but you're close. I'm close. Okay, it I'm is? on the right track. Well, I, I I can't give you any more. No more hints. Ready? G- clue two. Clue two. This person served as president of the Florida chapter of the National Association of Colored Women. Okay. So you are correct. It is a woman who is African American. So she is of color. Indeed. Yes. So let's see. A woman of color in Florida. Those are New Hersons from Florida too. But um, she is. I'm gonna take That's why the- I said it was really good guess. Oh, now I, I think I know. Hold on. Education, uh. Florida, African American. I'm thinking colleges. I'm thinking Bethune Cookman College. I'm thinking McLeod. Mary McLeod Bethune. Is that you it? Got it? I got it. Yay! Mary good McLeod. job. Thank you. Yeah, she's important. What else can you tell to us about? To Florida her? history. Yes. To women. Yes. To African Americans. Right. The reason I brought her up is because my third clue, she was a member of FDR's Black Cabinet after supporting his eight or sorry 1932 election. Excellent. Oh, Black Cabinet, very important. You know what the Black Cabinet is? I do. Give us a, a, a summary. <laughs> summary. Uh, African Americans uh, being uh, asked uh, and invited uh, to uh, uh, advise the president on uh, many different things that, I mean, anything uh, – as far as policies in American government that, that could deal with uh, inequality in African-Americans uh, themselves. Yep. And so it was a big honor to be involved with this. First of all, because she was a woman, a woman advising the president. That's a big deal. But two, a black woman advising the president yes, on black and, issues. And and, and, and the, this is in the open. This is public. This is as an example of, of what the rest of the, America should do. Right. And Eleanor Roosevelt, his wife, would say that Mary McLeod Bethune was one of her best friends and there's a, a story where they were in Alabama, which was very segregated at the time. And Eleanor Roosevelt requested to sit next to Mary McLeod Bethune because she wanted to make an example of how segregation was wrong. Right. And how the first lady of the United States was willing to sit next to a black woman. So everybody should be accepting. Yeah. And, and that's slowly going to evolve into more. I mean, by this point, women have the right to vote. But it had just happened. 10, year, 10 15 years uh, 1920, women got the right to vote. Yeah, about 15 so. years. Um, so it, as an example, plus, you still have segregation during this time. You don't – the segregation – Jim Crow. Gonna, Jim Crow laws are still happening in the South, and you're not going to have Brown versus Board of Education until 1954. And she was alive for that because she's somewhat active in the civil rights movement early, early in. I mean, she's old at that point. We right. just said she was born in 1875, but right. that's the beginning. And so it was kind of cool. FDR was one of the first to accept uh, black individuals as – Helper as advisors? As advisors, yeah. certainly, yeah, for, for the Black Cabinet, definitely. Um, great example for History Crush. Thank you. We love, we love and it connects to Florida. It does connect that to Florida. That takes us to Florida Fru-Fru. Be- be- because we talk about the, the college, uh, uh, Bethune-Cookman College, and that brings us to Florida Fru-Fru, where we add the extra. Exciting. So the Florida Fru-Fru today, 
is uh, basically just about the New Deal agencies in Florida. I tried to find information on this, and it's... I don't mean to be unexciting, but it's pretty much what's happening everywhere else in the country. Right. Um, but specific to Florida. So the biggest agency in Florida, um, maybe that has the most impact on us today, is the CCC, which you mentioned earlier. Civilian Conservation Corps. Right. And so... Their goal is to employ men. They only employed men, which I thought was interesting, right? And the idea is they have a job. They send money back home. I think part of it was you had to send money back home. Um, the CCC is going to employ 40,000 men in Florida, which I think is a lot for the time. There's not that many people in Florida. Not until after World War II, right? Right. That's a, that's a very large number of people. What are they doing? So mostly they're planting trees. They're making state parks. That's that's pretty much what I found is they're making state parks. So for us, where we are, the big one would be the Hillsborough River State Park. That was created during the Great Depression, during the New Deal. And basically, anywhere in Florida that's labeled a state park was probably created during the New Deal as a result of the CCC. State park? I'm trying to think of some, like, is like, not national ones, like Ocala no, National Park. it's state parks. Right, so Hillsborough River State Park. That's the only one I know because that's the one near us. But I'm sure there's tons wherever you're listening sure. to this. Um, the other thing that they did that I thought was interesting is that um, there was a railroad that we talked about, I think, in one of our industrialization episodes that went between Miami and Key West. Henry Flagler built it, and it was destroyed by a hurricane in the early 1930s. Yeah, the Flagler system. We've talked about this from Jacksonville to Miami, Miami to Key West, um, which brought electricity and populations and... Uh, so you're saying that this was also part of the CCC? Right, because they rebuilt it. So right. the CCC um, and other agencies uh, during the New Deal, they were sent down and they rebuilt it. So to help, one, of course, employ those men, get money in their pockets, but two, to rebuild infrastructure, which is something you mentioned earlier with the building of roads and things like that. Excellent. What an extra fruitful. I know. It's so great. That is so fruitful. There's not, I mean, it's the same thing that's happening all over the country. So I, you know. No, I don't mean to disappoint. No, no disappoint. That's but the picture. That's the, that's the piece. That's it's the, important uh, to know. It's important to know. Exactly. That's the little extra we needed when we're talking about Florida. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect way to end things. And now you're ready for the EOC. We're ready. Well, almost, maybe that part. Maybe that, that part. one part. We need one more thing. We need the next installment. Next time. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're talking about World War II. The home front, though. The home, the home front. Because this is U.S. history. So we talk about the U.S. side of things. Right. So... 1941, Pearl Harbor happens. Pearl Harbor is involved. Yes. So we'll see what happens next time. On American Scuttlebutt. Until then, I'm Mr. D. I'm Miss V. And keep scuttling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> keep keep studying, I should say. Sure. For history. Studying and scuttling. Exactly. At the same time. Could be a problem. Bye. Bye. <laughs>